coaching. What is it and why do people hire coaches? Can't we figure out our problems and challenges on our own or go to a friend? The truth is, yes, yes, you can figure out your problems on your own. And yet sometimes you may not see your own blind spots, which we all have. Or maybe you might find yourself saying that you want one thing, but doing something completely counter to the thing you say you want. A coach is someone who can support you to see these blind spots and find your own answers to the problems you're facing so that you can take a different path. Plus, sometimes knowing that you don't have to figure everything out on your own is a huge relief. If you've ever wanted to achieve something, a career, a relationship, health, or a financial goal, or maybe you've wanted to explore yourself in greater depth, then maybe a coach can help. In this episode, we explore how to know if you need a coach and how to find the right one if you do. Let's dive in. Welcome to Your Soul Aligned Career, the podcast. I'm your host, Siobhan Barnes. Together, we'll be exploring how you can pursue a career and life that's meaningful and impactful, both to you and to others, and that doesn't require you to hustle and grind 24-7. I'm passionate about you getting clarity on your unique career path and to make empowered decisions on where to and what's next from a place of alignment to who you really are, beyond your corporate persona, title, or societal expectations of what you should do. Join me as we talk about all things career, intuition, soul work, feminine embodiment, womanhood, and leadership. Hit subscribe now to never miss an episode. And if you want to get clear on your unique gifts and soul leadership, take my free soul archetype quiz over at siobhanbarnes.com forward slash quiz. What do Oprah Winfrey, Serena Williams, Bill Gates, and Hugh Jackman all have in common? They all have coaches. Now, of course, it's not just famous celebrities who have coaches. Everyday men and women also have coaches. Personally, I love coaching. I'm a coach myself, and how I work is with women to come back home to who they really are, to live their soul archetype so that they can remember that their purpose of their life is to be themselves and to express that. Maybe you're new to coaching and you're wondering, how the heck does it work? Or maybe you've worked with a coach before and had a less than stellar experience. Or maybe you've worked with a coach in one area and want to dive deeper into something else. No matter where you sit on the spectrum, in today's podcast, we're going to explore in greater depth how to know if you need a coach and if you do desire one, how to find the right one for you. So let's kick it off by just defining what exactly is coaching. There are many different definitions out there, but in a nutshell, coaching is a relationship that's about unlocking a person's potential by identifying and supporting them to move towards their desires and their goals. It's a process guided by powerful questions that allow a person to come to their own answers and realizations rather than teaching or advising what a person should do. People feel called to working with a coach when they're desiring to do a number of things. And I'm going to give you some examples here. 
You can work with a coach if you're desiring to make a significant change in your career, your life, relationships, health, finances, etc. To deal better with uncertainty, to make better decisions, to set goals that are truer and more aligned to what you actually really want. Sometimes to reach goals faster, to become more financially successful, to get ahead professionally. To deal with a changing environment, whether that be technology and it's creeping into our everyday life or this COVID times that we're living in. You could also work with a coach if you want to improve your relationships, whether that be romantic or in your family with kids or with your colleagues in a team environment. In the workplace, if you're dealing with joint ventures, etc. Or maybe you're simply desiring to make a bigger impact in the world and be a better leader. For some, they just want to simplify life and reduce stress and deal with other things like transitional times, such as divorce, being laid off or moving countries. Whilst it can be about dealing with hard and difficult stuff, working with a coach can equally be about cultivating greater joy and pleasure in your life, relationships and work too. It doesn't have to all be a hard slog. And for me, when I was doing my coaching certification training, I realized that I'd been training on what was not right with me, what I needed to fix, what I needed to improve. And when we were approaching pleasure and the lighter end of the spectrum and cultivating capacity to hold that, I realized that I was very underskilled in this area and I was missing a whole piece of the puzzle. So there are many different types and styles of coaching out there. Some coaches are focused on actual areas. So for myself, it's more about womanhood and career. Others might focus on business or health, finances, or you might find that coaches just use a different style of coaching with their clients. So if it's the latter, some coaches might be focused on accountability, like keeping you to task, you know, doing the things that you say you're going to do so that you can get the result. Some coaches might be more focused on mindset, looking at the thoughts and beliefs that you have and changing these to support you to do the things that you do want. Some coaches are really focused on the shadowy pieces, you know, like I was before, diving into the parts of you that need healing and loving. Personally, I weave a few different styles of coaching into how I work with clients. And at the heart and core of how I work is my belief that my clients are powerful and ultimately deep down, they know what's right and true for them. Personally, I feel like it's not my job to be another shoulda in their life, and I'm really here as a guide to support a woman back into their body so that they can hear their own intuition and discern between fear and true guidance. For me, I work predominantly in the realm of feminine embodiment, working across all four bodies, the physical, the mental, emotional, and energetic, and I find that that's when true alignment can happen. I also weave in rapid transformational therapy, a type of hypnotherapy, combined with neuroscience as well. So that really looks at the subconscious. And I also play with the Akashic Records too. So for me, it's a blend of mind, body, heart, and soul tools. I followed my own intuition and guidance to discern what to learn and how to develop my skills. And along the way, I work with different coaches to guide and support me. So how do you know if coaching is for you? Well, coaching can support you across a number of different areas, which I just mentioned. If you're going through any of those above points, which as humans we all are, then you may desire to work with a coach for support. Coaching is for you if you're open to being vulnerable and to meet the depths and uncomfortable aspects within you. It's a great avenue to explore if you're curious to see where you may be holding yourself back and perhaps operating in old ways that are old and habitual. 
Spoiler alert, so much of our behaviors and responses are driven by our subconscious beliefs that we developed as children up to the age of seven. And doing the work to illuminate these beliefs can be absolutely fascinating. To give a personal example, I was a super shy and introverted kid. I was actually speaking about this with my son on a run over the weekend. The weather's changed in Hong Kong and it's beautiful. And speaking up and out felt really dangerous and unsafe to me. So I would stay quiet and not say anything. And working with a coach really helped me to unearth and unpack this. And there are many layers to it. And had I not worked with a coach to really unravel this, I might still be pondering whether I should or shouldn't start a podcast. And you most likely would not be hearing what I'm saying as I speak. Now, here's the thing that I find trips a lot of us up. As women, independent women, we feel like, well, I can figure this out on my own. I don't necessarily need someone to help me. And the truth is, you don't need it. The question is, do you have to do it alone? Do you have to not necessarily suffer in silence, but do you have to figure every little thing out on your own? Can you actually let yourself be supported? And this was a big piece for me because I used to be a person that thought I could do everything on my own. So personally, how coaching has supported me and to set some context, I've personally worked with numerous coaches on my own journey from when I was a young 20-something in corporate to now. I've worked with coaches focused on career when I was in corporate. I've worked with coaches who focus on creativity and depth, coaches who focus on money. This is a biggie for many of us. I've worked with coaches focused on mindset and beliefs, others around accountability, and obviously feminine embodiment as well. And the career and business coaches also have been weaved into the mix. And honestly, the list goes on. I've worked with many coaches and invested heavily in my own personal growth and development. I've learned heaps from coaches and it's always uncovered a new layer of depth within me and allowed me to not just muscle my way through to take action on the things I want, which I can be pretty good at, but to stop, slow down and really get aligned to what truly matters to me in accordance with my value system and my season of life. Personally, I desire to support a thousand women to step onto their soul aligned career paths in the next two years. That's my aim, and I desire to do this in a way that doesn't sacrifice my time with my family, my body, or my soul. And working with a coach really helped me identify what matters and what's driving me. Working with the right coaches who value and honor what I'm working towards has been key. I'll be honest, I've had some less than stellar experiences when I was steered in different directions by different coaches that weren't quite aligned. And that in and of itself, that experience was really beneficial for me to look at where was I giving my power away and not honoring my boundaries? As I've been talking, you might say, you know what, Hmm, maybe I'm open to this coaching idea. Well, if that's the case, here are three things I want you to keep in mind so that you can make the best choice to find somebody who is right and true for you. So what are these three things to check in with? Well, thing number one is to ask yourself, does this coach that I want to work with or I'm thinking about working with, do they embody the values and principles that align to me? So you want to make sure that there is an alignment piece there. It's really important to work with a coach who's on the same page as you in terms of core values. Even though a coach is supposed to guide you back to your own answers through asking powerful questions, the way in which questions are asked are very much personal to the coach and influenced by their value system. So let me give you an example around this and how this might work. Let's say you're desiring to find a better work-life balance with your work at the moment. COVID has meant that boundaries are blurred and you're working more than ever in home and at work and you're getting close to breaking point. 
This is a common challenge that I'm seeing a lot as more of us are working from home and have had to navigate how to balance the two. And let's say you have the choice of working with two coaches. Coach A, who's all about rapid success and empowering women in the workplace. Coach B is all about empowering women and advocating new ways of working in the workplace. Similar coaches, right? Both empowering women in the workplace, but Coach A is about rapid success and Coach B is about new ways of working. So let's say you go down the path of working with Coach A. Coach A may be coaching you and ask guiding questions like, what's not working right now? Who can support you more in your life and work so that you can keep up? How can you stay committed to your career during this phase of feeling tired? What can you do to get through this season in your life? These are all perfectly valid questions. But do you notice that they're all geared and centered to what the client could do to keep up and get through this phase? When maybe that's not the answer. You can see the rapid success pieces flown into the questions that the coach is asking. Maybe that's not the client's truth. Plus, it hasn't acknowledged how the client truly feels. That's an example of one coach. Coach B may ask different guiding questions, such as, all right, client, what's not working? How much time do you have just for you? How much time do you desire? When you look at this reality, how does it make you feel? Let's meet what you feel. And what stops you from prioritizing yourself? What are the repercussions of continuing on this trajectory? Again, these are all perfectly valid questions, but this time centered on how the client is feeling and truly meeting the repercussions of staying in this tussle of work-life balance. In my books, true change can only happen when you truly meet and feel the discomfort. That way you're not bypassing or shooting your way through. You're honoring what you're experiencing and then powerfully deciding where to from there. So as I've spoken, clearly you can tell I'm more aligned with Coach B. I really wanted to dive into the nitty gritty here because that's a working example of how you might work with a coach. And if you're not careful about aligning in terms of values, you might find that, yes, you get answers, but they don't address the deeper heart of how you're feeling and where it is that you desire to go and what matters to you. So that's thing number one. You want to check in. Does the coach embody the values and principles that align to you? Because their values, their politics, their philosophy, that's going to influence the questions that they ask. All right, thing number two, you want to look at if this coach is passionate and focused about their area of expertise. Ideally, you want to work with a coach who's honed in on their craft and an area of focus because this brings some experience, wisdom, and mastery to their ability to guide you on that specific journey. Typically, not always, many coaches have walked a certain path and journey and they're guiding you on the steps because they know how to support you. They've walked that walk integrity is at the heart of it. Of course, if they're saying start a business in six months and replace your corporate salary, check if that's what they've really done. Unfortunately, there are lots of smokes and mirrors in the coaching industry, and some people may say one thing and be quite the other. So check on their testimonials, see if people have given feedback and you know said lovely things about them and really do your due diligence, which leads me on to thing number three. And thing number three is really simple. When you think about engaging with this coach and you've maybe read a couple of their blogs, you've maybe listened to their podcast if they have one, or you've attended some workshops or received their emails, or maybe you've even spoken to them before, how do they make you feel? And check in with your body. Trust it. It's really wise. 
For me personally, I know that I am making the right decision when I'm kind of a bit nerve sighted, like there's a bit of nervousness because I'm like, oh my gosh, what's going to be unraveled here? But I'm excited because I'm hungry for that. So those are the three tips and three things to look out for if you're like, yep, I think I'd like to work with a coach. Which brings me on to the next thing. So let's say you found a coach, you've engaged with them. What's the best way to get the most out of your coaching? A coach is there to support you in stepping into your desires, your goals, and outcomes, yet you are ultimately in the driving seat. To get the most out of a coaching experience, it's important to do a few things. Number one, do those three checks that I just mentioned before you engage in the coach. Once you've done that, number two, be open and curious. Be open and curious to this experience. Number three, be willing to be vulnerable. Be willing to be vulnerable. Number four, be crystal clear on what you're desiring to get out of the experience. The coach is not there to facilitate a peak state for you. Be very clear about what you want to walk away with at the end of that so that they're clear on what your expectations are and they can support you in this. And number five, speak up if something isn't right, if it feels uncomfortable or you're unsure about something. So often I've worked with clients who've worked with previous coaches before and I always ask, What didn't work last time? A lot of coaches tend not to know what's going on with their clients because clients don't feel like they want to speak up. So some clients of mine have worked with other coaches and said, look, from the start, something wasn't right, but I didn't have the heart to say anything. Say something. I know it can be awkward, but that's also part of the journey to actually step up and advocate for yourself. But I will say, if you've done the three checks beforehand, then speaking up if something's wrong or doesn't feel right, the chances of that happening should be lower. Now. I want to address another question because the big question that I think most of us think about when we're deciding whether we should work with a coach is, is it worth spending this money on myself? Like I said before, many people think, well, I can do this myself, or maybe I'll just outsource this to my friends and see what they think. And you might have some brilliant friends who are fabulous, but I'll tell you a friend capacity versus a coach capacity, that role that that person might play in your life is very different. A coach's role is very different to a friend's role. A friend's role is there to support, encourage, maybe speak out blind spots if they see them, but they're not really invested in you getting this outcome or going to support you in diving into your depths. That's what a coach is for. Now, working with a coach is an investment and it can vary in terms of price depending on a number of things. Some coaches charge super little, others charge in the hundreds and thousands of dollars US. And ultimately, this is the thing I want to say, you are in your power and sovereignty around what you spend your money on. One thing I will say is that as women in particular, we can be very hesitant to spend money on ourselves. You might have money put aside for the groceries, kids' extracurricular activities, obviously rent and car payments if that's what you have, transport holidays, gifts to other people, maybe some clothes, but money for yourself, there can be a lot of hesitancy here. And this is the truth. We are all worthy of support and coaching will always deliver a result, a return on investment, though I really hate this analogy. So when you follow some of the tips I shared above, you will get what you want out of your coaching experience. You will get your quote unquote money back, so to speak. And in the case of business coaches, the link is super clear. You might actually get more money back working with a coach because, you know, you'll be working on some specific pieces in your business. But other times there isn't a clear link. So I'll take, for example, starting this podcast. As I mentioned, I was a super shy kid and speaking up and out just was so hard for me. 
Truth is, I didn't want to let anyone know I was a coach for the longest time in case it didn't work out. And so working with a coach to help with this visibility, fear of being seen, fear of having a voice, this was invaluable. I can't put a dollar figure on the value of finding my voice and having the courage to share it, but deep in my bones, I know that it is 1000% worth it. And I know 1000% is not accurate, but that's how I feel. For me, I invest in coaching support at regular times. And when I'm thinking of getting coaching support, I ask myself, what's the cost of not getting support on this? This being whatever issue I'm challenged by. For example, not putting myself out there or going for that big goal. As a coach, I know I have blind spots and that I need support to see these myself. I have a great partner, wonderful friends and family, but their job isn't to support me on this. It's my job and journey into my body, into my heart, into my soul. So going back to that question of what's the cost of not getting support on this? If the cost of not getting support and not moving forward is greater than what I'm being called to invest financially, then I go for it. I've invested big sums of money in my personal growth and development, and it's been worth every single penny, even after less than stellar experiences. I've learned a lot, and my hope is that in today's episode, you've got the essential pieces of information you need to make a decision on whether it's time to work with a coach. Which brings me on to the final piece of this, the last question. Where do you find a coach? Well, my favorite way of finding a coach is through word of mouth asking those in your circle if they know of anyone. More often than not, someone will know someone. And you can always hop on a call. Typically, you'll be able to have a conversation to see if someone is the right fit. Or you may find that you're already following someone and you jibe with them and you can reach out to them too. If you desire coaching support and would like to work with me, I've got limited spots available for private one-on-one coaching. If you're interested, you can book a career alignment call with me over at the link in the show notes, which is over at SiobhanBarnes.com forward slash eight. All right, that's a wrap. Today was a biggie. We explored how to know if you need a coach and how to find the right one for you. We explored the definition of coaching and the different types of coaches out there, how to know whether coaching is for you. I shared a little bit about how coaching has personally supported me. We also covered the three things to check before you engage in a coach. And when you do hire a coach, the best way to get the most out of it. We answered the question, is it worth spending money on myself? And explored, where do you find a coach? If you want to catch the show notes for this episode, come on over and check them out over at SiobhanBarnes.com forward slash eight. Until next time, please remember, you are here for a reason. Beyond merely hustling, grinding, and merely surviving, you matter. Thank you so much for listening in to Your Soul Aligned Career, the podcast. You can download more episodes and subscribe over on iTunes. And if you've loved listening in, please come on over and leave a review. Before you go, I want you to remember this. You are here for a reason. There is no one in the world like you who can do what you do the way you do it. You have a unique soul and a unique soul archetype that you're here to express in the world. If you want to find out what yours is so that you can build on your strengths, be more of who you really are and do more of what you're here to do, come and take the free assessment over at SiobhanBarnes.com forward slash quiz.